Wow, I have so many thoughts, but my first one is Theo doesn't get to answer questions. (laughs) Man of the year, man of the year, man of the year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Matt Ritter. I'm Aaron Cairo. Cairo. I did something shameful recently. I mean, that could be any number of things. I know. This time it was- You do live a very shameful life. I do. I do. This one was Denny's. Denny's? Yeah, Denny's. Oh. Is that not shameful? I mean, the bar for you is subterranean. Oh, oh, you thought thought it was going to be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Denny's. I love Denny's. Grand Slam breakfast? Yeah. Jess said she's never had Denny's. No, no. Maybe not Jess. Somebody I talked to said they'd never had Denny's. I was like, wow, you really never lived that blue collar life. (laughs) Where where's there a Denny's? There's two of them. There's one in Hollywood. There's one on Wester. There's one on Wilshire. There's a lot. What were you doing? I I had a, a a Grand Slam breakfast just for fun. No, it was after we went out late night. Okay, yeah, low life. The low, you went by Miller, yourself? Yeah, Miller low life. You drove? Uh, no, I took an Uber. Oh, you mean a late night? Yeah, late night. You had breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that shameful. It's really <laughs> that is pretty shameful. Yeah, but anyway, it started it started making me think about uh, shame as a topic and friendship. Um, I feel like nobody really ever talks about that. And we don't know really, we haven't really talked about our whole sort of journey to LA. And one thing I was thinking about was, you know, I, I was a lawyer and I was making a lot of money and then I moved out here and I had no game plan. And I went from making a lot of money to being like dead broke. And it was at a time where a lot of my friends were getting married and like their careers were thriving. And I started to withdraw. And I started to realize now, looking back, I didn't need to do that. And I think it was partly like I felt like ashamed of where I was in life. And I withdrew from all of a lot of friendships. And now I'm just looking back and I feel like that's silly. And I wanted to kind of talk about that as a topic because I feel like a lot of times people withdraw from friendships and you never really know why because they never communicate. And I think a lot of it is shame. Can you talk a little bit more about what that meant to withdraw? Like not calling people back? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, so definitely not calling people back, not calling people. Right. Right. Not like wanting to be a burden on people. I think that's a huge one. I think a lot of times when people, and we, we talk about how sometimes it's a red flag when people are constantly harping. Yeah. But sometimes you need people, right? And if you don't communicate that, then you're just sitting in this kind of like isolation chamber of sorrow. And then not showing up for things. Now, this was partially, some of it was monetary. Like I wasn't in a position where it was easy for me to fly to a wedding somewhere. Yeah. So I skipped out on some of those. But the other part, and this is the part I want to talk about for this pod, is I withdrew from showing up in person because I didn't feel like I wanted to talk about what was going on in my life. What did you say? Isolation chamber of yeah, sorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's incredible. So I feel like a lot of people sometimes just are having issues with their self-worth. And the way that shows up is them withdrawing. Right. From their friendships. So when you don't feel great about yourself, sometimes you don't want to be around people, even your friends, because ultimately they will hit a nerve, whether they're wanting to do it or not, because you're just not feeling great about this or that. So for me. It was as simple as, and we get this a lot in entertainment. I'm sure you could speak to this of like, 
I didn't have the success I wanted. I didn't have anything going on really on my entertainment career when I got here. I'm just like struggling with stand up, like doing open mics, like not making any money. So then like the second somebody goes, Hey, what are you up to? You feel like shit. And you're like, why did I even bother coming out? Yeah. There's embarrassment. There's shame, depression, again, the monetary factor. And I think the entertainment aspect of it is analogous to people doing anything that involves off the beaten path. Like I have a couple of buddies, sort of secondary buddies who did startups. Yes. Right. Exactly. This isn't unique to entertainment. You're totally, I I, I agree. I want to broaden this out because I think everybody goes through this who has a sort of life change or just, just like a, a down moment. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're isolated. You're doing isolation chamber of sorrow, the isolation chamber of sorrow. You're doing some people don't understand. Yes. Yes. That's a big, I want to, I want to stop there for a second. A lot of times I feel this today, even that people who aren't in entertainment don't understand what I do. My family doesn't get it. My friends don't get it. And that sometimes just becomes frustrating. You feel defensive. You feel they're being dismissive. And I actually think they're not doing any of those things. Oh, they're definitely not doing any of those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they just don't get it. And that's right. Cause like you don't understand what two doctors are talking about when yeah. they're in the nitty gritty. But at least you can understand. I had a surgery. The guy died. Right. Bad. Or like, Hey, I got promoted at this right. job, Yes, you know? And if it's some, some, sometimes it's a little esoteric in certain businesses where it's like, well, yeah, um, uh, you know, I had a good meeting. Yeah. Oh, I had a good lunch. Yeah. You're like, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. And, and that's you projecting a little bit of your own insecurities onto yeah. people who are really there for you and trying to support you and wanting to be your friend. So I wanted to talk about on this episode, how to get over withdrawing or how do you get over feeling shame when it's not necessarily warranted? And even if it is warranted, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have friends. Um, and we should also remember to talk about coming from the other side. How friend, to deal with people who are going through them. Exactly. Um, I, let's start with some real basic 101, which is why, why shouldn't you withdraw from your friends? You're not feeling up to for it. Well, it only makes it worse. I can say from experience. <laughs> okay, I can tell you that. Yeah. Like withdrawing and and just saying, oh, I'm just gonna not hang out with these people because I just don't want to have to explain myself stuff. Yeah. Then you're just home alone, feeling lonely, and we know that it's not good for your health. Yes. To be lonely and isolated. But secondly, I just think you want to have people to talk through what you're going through. Right. And life has ups and downs and everybody has them. The most successful people, you know, want to talk to you when they're going through stuff. Right. And so you should assume that they're going to want to be there for you. I think you should give your friends more credit. I think by withdrawing, you're not giving your friends a chance to show up. I mean, we're literally talking about the definition of friends now. Yeah. You know, times are tough. Yeah. But I think you're you're not giving them the chance. Now you're actually being a bad friend by withdrawing in some ways because you're not giving them a chance. Well, it's not victim blame here. No, I know, yeah, but yeah, I am. Yeah. I am blaming myself because yeah. yeah. I didn't give my friends a chance to – also, I didn't communicate that I was going through a lot. Because your friends are not mind, mind readers. readers. But that's tough. I mean – This is a tough topic. This episode is tough. I, I said that to you before we did this episode. I'm like, I've really been wanting to do this episode for a long time, but I just wanted to – Wait to really kind of- And I was like, what's up? that sound? You're like, I'm eating fucking Denny's. Yeah, I'm eating Denny's. I don't wait till I do something shameful. So it's very fresh at the top of my mind. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, 
I really relate to all of that. Also, I am just um, someone when anything is going not great, I'm a withdrawing kind of guy. Okay. Which is true. I don't know if we ever talked about this. You're a lot better at this. Like you want to talk things out. You want to leverage your friendships. literally what they're there for. I kind of don't want to talk like. But this is new for me. I this, feel like I. Okay, I, great. I'm saying I feel right. like my first few years in LA was very much withdrawn. But I want to hear more about, about you. I don't know. I, I like to, I, I tend to like to wallow in it. Yeah. The isolation uh, chamber of sadness. I, is it sadness or sorrow? Sorrow. Okay. Isolation chamber, chamber of, of sorrow. sorrow. And I don't know why, because I am a pretty gregarious person with a lot of friends, but you know, if things aren't going, I mean, I guess this is literally what you're describing. I do sort of withdraw. Yeah. Because I just don't want to talk about it. I know. Yeah. But is that okay? Eventually, and sort of shortly thereafter, I will reach yeah. out to some inner circle usually, or they will probably reach out to me. Yeah. Here's what I think too. This is also, your withdrawal was like years long. Yeah. Yeah, we call it your blue period. Yeah, my blue period. Yeah. <laughs> Reader's blue period. <laughs> yeah, but you've had some, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, blue, too. blue, blah, So I actually can say this to you. Like I've had moments early on in my moving here where I actually felt like I'd be with you and we'd be with other people and you were already working and they were working and I wasn't working. And I just felt like embarrassed slash I don't want to like, I want to like, you're in a conversation and I want to like slowly back away and like become Homer invisible. Into the bush. Into the bush yeah. like Homer. Yeah. And I don't know how to combat. I don't, I still don't know how to combat that fully. So I want to say to the audience, like, I don't know fully how to combat that feeling of inadequacy when you're you know, if it's a career or whatever it is where you don't feel like you have the things that people are talking about or everybody else in your circle is married and you're not married. Yeah. Like I, I still don't totally know how to combat that, but I know that withdrawing isn't the answer. What's interesting is that when, we, when we'd be out, this is, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I never even picked up on any of that because you put on a pretty good face. Yeah. I like you'd be talking about your agents. I didn't have an agent, you know, yeah. like agents matter, like the thing, you know, like that thing yeah. of like, God, you know, I hope nobody asks me who my agent is. Right. You know, that's the moment. And I know a lot of people feel that of like, I hope they don't ask me what I do. I don't have a job. You know, I hope nobody asks me who my partner is. I don't have a partner. Right. Right. And so what? You're not worthy of being out. Like that's, that's what I want to say to the audience. Like you're worthy of being out. You're worthy of being part of a, a friend group. Like you're not just whatever is going on in your life at that moment, right? You're not just, I have a job. I don't have a job. I got the promotion. I didn't get the promotion. You're not just, you know, the ups and downs of your career, right? Like you are valued to your friends for many other reasons. And I think I just want people to remember that. What do you think? I read something in some sort of self-help book once that you shouldn't refer to your occupation as who you are. Yeah. Instead of saying, I'm a writer, you say, I write. Yes. I do like that. Yeah. I do like that because we do get wrapped up in that. And I think there was like, maybe it was like Emily Post, the like, yeah. What's that? Manners. Book? Yeah. What's Emily Post table manners? I don't know. Thel Theloni, please look that up. Yeah. So Emily Post and like Carnegie and all these things, I think conversationally, you're not supposed to lead with that or introduce people by their occupation because yeah. it kind of makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I just had a date where she was like, I try not to ask any work stuff mm. on the first date. Deliberately. You yeah. were like, I'm not going to yeah. ask. Is that your new thing? No, that's what she said. Oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah. I like this person. Yeah. But I mean, that's my most fun shit. 
I know, but it's- I brought up the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, of course. I'm bringing up the- I'm dropping the pod. You know what Within. I say? You know what I say? I say, I'm a writer, I'm an author, I'm a comedian. And I go, and because it's legally required, I have a podcast. Nice. And they go, what's your podcast? And I tell oh, them I love it. I would be like, do you listen to podcasts? <laughs> or no, I would start off like, oh man, I listened to this great podcast. Like, okay, do you bring up your mine, own podcast? My, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my yeah. own. Yeah, but that is, listen- uh, uh, help me broaden this out because our lives are our jobs. I think a lot of people's lives are their jobs. If you're a lawyer. Yes, your life is that. I think if you're a doctor, your life is that. Right. And I think a lot of people are wrapped up okay, in that. Okay, that's fair. And so if you don't feel like proud of that, yeah. a lot of times you're doing something you don't feel proud of, right? A lot of us just have jobs we're not happy in, right? And Theo. <laughs> he's stuck. He's stuck in the shadows. <laughs> um, I know, he's talking more and more. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it either. So I, I just want to like, talk about that more. Yeah. A lot of people are, are in situations that they're not satisfied in work-wise. They're not doing well. Like I wasn't happy being a lawyer. Yeah. Should I have not ever gone out then? You know, it's like I could have also been ashamed then. But I, you know, I was yeah. out then and like <laughs> being social. You could, you could be ashamed at any point in your life. Right, but that's what's funny. I should have been ashamed then. Yeah, yeah right. You'd be more ashamed I then. should have been more ashamed yeah. doing yeah. something that I didn't love. Right. Instead of coming out here, not making any money, but at least going for it, at least doing the thing that I loved. I should have been proud of that. I should have been like making friends. And then like yeah. the first five years, I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. So what do we think is a good best practice for letting one friend yeah. know? Because uh, we'll get uh, into a listener question in another episode. But I was recently helping someone with a friendship issue and with, with a whole group. And I was like, listen, you got to just talk. Because everyone's got that one friend who's like the most caring, the nicest. They talk. I'm like, just talk to Lisa yes. and then figure it out. Like. I agree with that. Certain friends are better for you to talk through that. Yeah. The other part is just the withdrawing. If we're talking about separate elements, yeah. like the conversational element of it, when we're saying you're not your job, like there's other things you could be excited about in your life that oh, are yeah. not work related, that are not money related. Yeah. You know, you just discovered a new TV show. You just read a new book. Like you can talk about any of that stuff. But with your friends, like you should be able to just go to your friend's house and Hang out and it doesn't have to be about anything. We talked about the low-key hang. Yeah. And I think if you don't have a lot of money and it's like, oh, I can't go out to dinner with my friends, then you should, then you should suggest a low-key hang that doesn't cost anything. Right. It's like a half-baked when he goes on the date and they just walk. Ding, ding, yeah. money. He gets a hot dog. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Hot dog. Um, but you think that uh, our friend who has withdrawn should... Um, well, nobody's a mind reader. So they, you, again, right. if you're withdrawing and, you know, a lot of times people just aren't picking up on it or they think you're like not wanting to be friends with them. Yeah. Right. Again, a lot of the things that lead to friendships, you know, not just dissolving, just yeah. being strained are misunderstandings. These simple misunderstandings of motivation for not calling you, right? You may think my motivation for not calling you is I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to hang out with you. I, there's other people I can hang out with. When it's really like, oh man, when we go out, I feel embarrassed. I, I don't have an agent. I, well, I don't have a job. I'm unemployed. You know, I don't have a lot of money. I don't want to go to this restaurant. That's, you know, so I'm just not going to go out. I'm not going to call you. Right. What do you think uh, a, a friend who has withdrawn should say to uh, to a buddy if they want to let him know him hey, in a in a little bit of a bad spot? Yeah. I, I like the I'm in a little bit of a funk. Mm, I like that. I've always liked that one because it doesn't say like, you know, you got to call 911. Right, right, right. But it does say no, wait, I need well, There a, is a new- 311, 611? No, there's a new mental health one. 
Jesus. We gonna, should know. We we're going to send post it. This gonna, someone's going to have a suicide and then, and it's watch. Gonna be, and it's taking out their garbage. It's like, <laughs> oh, I have this extra baby toy. <laughs> uh, I think it's. Whoops. Theo will look it up. I think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Don't call 311 if yeah, you have a real yeah. crisis. Um, I love funk. I'm in a funk. I yeah. love that. Because I think it says what you want it to say. And, you know, again, with me, I come from this place of like, I was hard shelled and now I've, I've loosened, but I acknowledge a lot of people in that hard shell and saying I'm in a funk feels easier. Yeah. Then like, hey, I really could use, I really could use your help or, you right, know, right. people get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, once you, that's all you have to do yeah. is say, oh, I'm in a funk, you know, could you come over? Could, could we go take a walk? I think walks are really good. You know what it's called when you just, just say what you're feeling real quick. It's the cold plunge of friendship. Cold plunge From of friendship. From our friend Justin Baldoni. Yes. Just like get, just blurt it out yeah. and then you'll deal with it. Because yeah. most of the other friends will be like, oh, and they'll be like, oh, let's, let's chat. Yeah. yeah. And and you may find they didn't even realize that I'm sure they did this. Yeah, so I, I like didn't even the, know. Yeah. What, you're telling me this. Yeah, I like the combo. I'm in a funk. Yeah, let's take a walk. Yeah, or low key hang. Or you know? if they're already hanging out, you can yeah. bring it up. Yes, you know. Yes, at halftime. Yeah, I always give such very heteronormative examples at halftime. Go watch the game. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't want to do it in a big group. I think it's like yeah, better to stressed. isolate one friend. Yeah. But but you're 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 just gonna say uh, so. I'm in a bit of a funk. You know, work hasn't been great or I can't find a new job. I think the next, what's the next end? Is it like, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, well, so I think you want to let them know that you're feeling uncomfortable when you go do certain things. Okay. Because I think that's part of the, like, you're withdrawing from situations, right? You are withdrawing from a situation where you have to talk about your job. Yeah. So you may want to give them the task of like, it's almost like when somebody passes away and they don't want to talk about it. Right. Or they broke up with somebody. They're going through a divorce. Like you want that friend to spread that message. Like you're very good at spreading the right. message as our friend group. Like you're the person who does that. Yeah. So I think you find your Cairo and have them spread the message of like, you know, he doesn't really want to talk about work. He doesn't have a job. Like don't bring it up. And then that makes it easier for you. And you don't have to do anything. Yeah. And then you don't have to withdraw. You can still go out and feel good about yourself and remember why you have all these friends who love you and care about you and remember that you have a lot more to offer because the conversation isn't going to be about that. So let's swap it. You're a friend. Your, your friend is withdrawing from you. Number one, check in, check in, check in. Hey man, I haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah. Not even is everything okay. Yeah. Just like, cause yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes people yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, uh, yeah. include them, invite them. Yeah. Yeah, check in, check in. Use your discretion. You know, you're saying I'm good at disseminating the information. You're also very discreet about this. You know whether to share with who. <laughs> when I was like, Matt's wife is at seven centimeters, six, everybody. Six. She never got past six. six. She never got past six. six. You know, telling the other people in the group, hey, you know, Jimmy's going through something or like, let's take him out. Um, you know, I've had that happen a few times yeah. in, in my day. One of the other guys in the group right. was like, hey, so-and-so's. Yeah, you know, let's just have dinner and hang out and whatever, yeah. you know. I think sometimes there is a time for just one-on-one -on -one hangs or smaller hangs in your life when you're not feeling great about yourself. So I would like to propose that to both sides, right? Yeah. To the person who's withdrawing and the friend. I'm like, hey man, if you just want to do like a smaller thing where it's just the inner core, like why don't we just do that? Yeah. I think a lot of times that's what people need. Mm. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about was like, you are you you're not really trying to solve anything. No. And we're not therapists, I want to say. We're not? 
Well, CFOs. <laughs> CFOs. No, but I'm saying some people are truly depressed and they need of, of help. Of course. And, then you know, can call the number that yeah. he's going to give us at the end. But I'm saying if I hit you up, hey, I'm in a funk, lost my job, it's tough to go out. You know, your job is not going to like fix me. No, but it would be nice if we go out and have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get you out of the house. Yeah. Do something you like to do. We could either do a low-key hang or I could just, we'll just like play hooky for the day and go take a little day trip. Yeah. But I think also just like affirmations are good. Like, listen, you will get a new job. Always dark yes. for the dawn. Can I help? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Solving like, is anyone I can call? Um, yeah. I, and I think it is, affirmation also includes like sharing some of your own vulnerability. Yeah. Like, I think people feel better when you go, you know what? I've been there. I've been there. Right. Like, I actually, when I moved to LA, I didn't have a job and I just went through this real dark time. And that's why I'm hoping me sharing this and you sharing this because we have these great friend circles, but like I spent years after I left this lucrative law job and feeling like embarrassed that I wasn't, you know, on the same track. There's that track with with your friends and their money and they had families and kids. And I just felt like behind, behind, behind and then move out here and everybody here is already ahead. So now I'm like lost in between two worlds. Um, So yeah, if this helps anybody listening, like I just think. We all go through seasons in our life. Yeah. I also like saying you're not alone. Yeah. You know, everyone experiences this. I've been through this. Yeah. Um, there's one other like slightly subcategory of withdrawal that I wanted to mention, um, which is people with fertility issues. Um, I've had this, um, heard about this a few times. Like one major example was like 10 years ago, uh, friends of mine, they were, they were going through fertility. And then another couple sort of in the group had kids. Mm. And then there was a sort of a falling out. That gets difficult. Yeah. The other couple is not trying to rub it in your face. No, of course not. I know, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. But they, they, you know, these women's, you know, they had a falling out. Really? Um, Yeah. And then then the the kid was born. Eventually they reconciled. But I mean, at our age, we have to be mindful of people. Even, I mean, I don't have kids. Yeah. You know, just being mindful of people going through that because it's so stressful. I can't even imagine it. Like yes. it goes on for years, expensive, yes, stress, and it's like, and it's very, you know, sensitive. You definitely hit the nail on the head of like things people want to withdraw about right. conversationally and just like right. in places where like, hey, everybody's having a baby boom and you're struggling with that. Oh, that that'll definitely. Yeah. You never do you know? Do you ever ask anyone? Oh, you guys gonna try? Are you trying? Yeah, I oh, I walked into a grenade <laughs> the other day. Yeah. Because I I'm trying to be mindful about don't yeah. don't just like yeah. solicit that stuff. There was a, a guy in my neighborhood with his daughter, and I was with Brenner and I'm just like chit chatting two men, you know. And uh, I said, "Oh, you gonna have another?" Like I just feel like you shouldn't say that because mm. it's just like a, you just open up a can of worms. And he was like, "Yeah, well, um, my wife and I already split when the, <gasps> she was pregnant with the baby. It just was what? a bad situation. So I just don't know if the infrastructure's." Right for me to have a That's second very kid. I'd love to have another kid. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, why did I, <laughs> right. why did I just say right. cute girl? Love right. that bagel right. right. But that's not fair because you could have been like, hey, let's get the wives together and be like, I have no wife. Right. I mean, it could have anything. No, it could have been anything, but, but it was funny. That's funny when you go, hey, how you doing? They go, oh, fucking terrible. Yeah. And I, I was just like fucking, you know, joking. You know? Yeah. You know, no good deal. He was like, yeah, she's, she's got custody. I got the He said that? No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, man. Should we, uh, should we take a listener question? Yes. Asking for a friend. 
All right, guys, this is Asking for a Friend. If you have a friendship question or an ethical dilemma, send it to us on Instagram, Man of the Year podcast, and we'll answer on the show. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, we, we used to have Theo read the questions, but I'm, I'm taking it back. Um, so I'm gonna read this question, and actually, I don't, I don't like the beginning of it. I don't like the beginning of it. You're gonna cut it out, or you're gonna no, keep it in? No, it says, <laughs> it says, Dear Matt, Cairo, and Producer Theo. I don't like this. Get, 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 delete. Dear Mac and Producer Theo, get out of here. I love the pod, but the time has come for my own asking for a friend question. Wow. Why yeah. but? I yeah. love that. That's yeah. like not but. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I recently made a life-changing decision to move across the country to be with an amazing guy. Great. However, since my arrival, I've quickly realized that I don't really gel with his friends or their significant others, which has left me feeling disconnected and uncertain about mm. my decision. The situation has left me grappling with mixed emotions. On one hand, I don't want to isolate myself or create tension with my relationship by expressing my discontent. On the other hand, I can't help but feel a sense of longing for deeper connections and a support system outside of my romantic relationships. How can I navigate this delicate situation without jeopardizing my relationship? Is there a way for me to foster a sense of belonging with his friends and their significant others? Or should I focus on finding my own circle of friends who resonate with me on a personal level? Thank you guys so much. Wow, I have so many thoughts, but my first one is Theo doesn't get to answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you if you send your answer a friend question to Theo, oh my god, you don't he's get too an young to know the answers to Yeah, this. he doesn't know anything. He doesn't have any life. Great knowledge. question, by the way. Yeah. Um, I had a couple thoughts, and yeah. we can let Theo chime in if yeah. he has yeah. anything. If you think about it, if you have anything that you yeah. actually think will add value, Theo, just be very careful. Yeah. Um <laughs> one thing that just hit me. So you move across country for someone, it's a huge move, and you've made the decision that this is your person, and then you meet their friends, and you're like, these aren't my people. I, I may want to go find my people. I think there's a lot of stuff happening before you can definitively say that. One thing that's happening is you feel like the outsider. These people have a lifetime of friendship. Like, I think it's only natural. So first off, I want to say what you're feeling is actually natural. Not, I'm not dismissing it, but I'm saying I think almost anybody in that situation isn't automatically going to gel with like all of your significant other's friends because you're new. They don't even know you and, and they have like shorthand and all this stuff. I also always feel like that puts so much pressure. Like that's a lot to ask somebody. You mean to move across the country for you? Yeah. Yeah. It does put a lot of pressure on the relationship. Yeah. I agree. Do you remember uh, when I remember, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is when you were coming out of your blue period. Oh, boy. That you um, did a packet um, for civilian friends. When you do a packet, that's when you're like, you're, you're writing samples for a late night show. Did, did a I get it? You did a packet. Did I get it? For Jimmy Fallon. I guess I didn't get it. You did a packet for Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. And Jess got so upset because it might mean you have to move to New York. I did a great bit about and it. And I was like, slow down. I did a great yeah. bit about it. Um, I, I, the, the bit was about her having a meltdown and I was like, relax, relax. You don't even know if I'm going to get the job. Why don't we just chill out and enjoy what little time we have left together? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Meanwhile, there's like 10,000 packets. No, I didn't there was get no it. chance I of getting it. I did not get the job. Um, I do agree with your initial summation. You are auto, you're by definition the outsider, so you shouldn't feel strange. Um, you, you were going to go to something else. But absolutely... Our podcast is all about, specifically with regards to couples, you're still the CFO of your life, chief friendship officer of your life, even with your partner. 
You are the center of your universe. Your friends can be their friends and vice versa. You could have all the same friends, but you should make that choice. And if that doesn't fully serve you, you are fully within your rights to go out and find friends that are just yours, just for you. I still think maybe they should, either way, you should have your own, one or two of your own friends. Yeah. Otherwise, you just become a part of your significant others. Especially if you just move to a new place. I actually think going out and making a new friend early will take a lot of the pressure off. Yeah. Do you think that there is any onus on the, we don't really know the the, the reasons for the lack of chemistry. Do we think sometimes the existing friend group is maybe not welcoming or they're just like, they're not gelling? I think a couple Also, is this a red flag for the relationship? Right. So I was going to get into that. So I think a couple of things. I think sometimes your level of sensitivity is higher in this situation and people aren't as welcoming as you'd like them to be. Maybe they are. And you should be rolling out the fucking red carpet. I agree. I agree. I think the friends are not doing a good enough job. Just getting this question tells me like maybe the friends aren't rolling out the red carpet enough or they're just not your people, which is, you know, then is that a a red flag. Is that a red flag? I'm, I'm flipping it on you. Is that a red flag? I, I think they can be your person, but I think it is a, a yellow flag because you can learn a lot about somebody by your friend, by their friendships. True. You know, I mean, if they're a bunch of weirdos or whatever, like why is this guy friends with them? Uh, right. But I'm not saying that will change your relationship. Also, friendships evolve. You'll come in and get rid of the riffraff and cycle in some new friends. You can always do that. You can always do you that. Throw out that old jersey. So you throw out that old friend. Yeah, the old jersey. Uh, imagine you just like show up and they're like, "Yeah, this is my, so my buddy Charles Manson." Yeah, <laughs> he's. I just that's what I thought when you said like a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just a cult. Yeah. Um, but it I could think- be a yellow flag. I, I agree with you. I, don't, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a red flag um, because we didn't, well, we also didn't get any sense of like, why are they not your people? Is it interest based? Right. But let me sort of, let me flip that. If, if, a, if a guy or a girl or anybody has a great group of friends, green flag. Absolutely. In fact, our, our friend Logan Yuri wrote like one of the biggest red flags, like scientifically, I'm sorry, green flags is, uh, is a, is a person with, childhood friends like mm. us because that displays a high level of loyalty. loyalty yeah so so it can be a green flag and i think if they have a bunch of weird friends maybe a yellow flag it depends if they're like actively fucking shitheads that's a problem right. it doesn't sound sound like, like they're just not getting along. but it also sounds like you know it's early it's early it's i think it's a little too early to go i'm never going to be close with any of these people it's almost like a second wife i let's talk about the husband for a second or spouse whoever yeah. whoever like a lot of onus is on them. Well, you have to communicate to them first. So the, a lot of onus is on our caller first. But of course, you, your husband's not a mind reader. Your friends are mind readers. Yeah. But the husband. Yeah. But it sounds like they're around and they're hanging out. Right. She said they're not my people, meaning right. she doesn't think activity-wise or value-wise or whatever. Got it. You got to go rogue. Got to go rogue. Got to go friends of friends. Hey, yeah. I just moved to this new city. You know, who do you know? Right. In, in that city. Because to your point, like sometimes you'll rest on your laurels and be like, okay, well, I have this ready-made friend group. Right. I don't need to make anybody. I think that leads to a lot of dissatisfaction actually. Yeah. Well, you've been talking about this for months that like guys need to be intentional if they're married. I will not be trapped with Jesse's friend's <laughs> husband. I won't do it. I won't do it. But I also think because of our fucking, you know. I'm kidding. I love you guys. 
our heteronormative society, women are, if, if a woman marries a man, they're much more likely to be absorbed into his friend group. Like our wives, our friend wives are all friends. You don't have a group. You just said you don't even have your, your the, the husband's numbers of your, of Jesse's friends. I got to check my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so just by definition, you're, if you're a woman, you're swimming against the current in this situation. Maybe. Do, maybe. What, what do you mean maybe? No, you're right. I'm saying you may be right. Yeah. So you like, it's, it's, it's almost stranger. You know, if you're, if you're living in a city and your significant other moves and she's a woman, it's almost like implied, okay, you're just going to be part of the group and you'll meet the wives. Yeah. And so we're saying, don't accept that. Don't accept yeah. that stereotype. Yeah. Don't accept the gender norm. Don't that, listen to me. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. You're saying yeah. don't accept yeah. the gender norm that a woman just has to integrate into the husband's crew and that's that. I mean, if anything, this is just more of a standard, I moved to a new city and I don't have friends situation. Right. Right. Just treat it. Yeah. Just take away the husband and friends equation. What if you, right. What if you just moved to this city by yourself? Yeah. Then treat it the same way. Treat it the same way, which is, you know, look at your work friends, friends of friends, third place, Bumble BFF. All Join the a normal, gym. Yeah, all the normal things. We're not going to start naming third places again. Synagogue. Uh, no, but I don't want to just talk about that. I do want to pull back to the, I think you have to give them more of a chance slash mm. try to be the friend with one or two of those people in that circle. If you feel like there's some thing you can latch on to, like, you know, I feel like we should go do this thing. So just just explain a little bit what you mean be the friend. You mean proactively. Yeah, I mean proactively yeah. ask them to do something. Yeah. Ask one person in that group to do something. You have an extra ticket to this museum. Invite them out to that. Invite them to coffee so you can actually get to know them. That's the other part. I don't think, and look, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this to our call. I don't think you actually know all of them because you're probably seeing them in groups. I was gonna say, or couples. Right. So you haven't actually gotten the chance to engage on an individual level with a lot of these people when, when these situations arise. And so I think until you've done that, it is hard to say if these aren't my people, because as a mass, they're just this crew that knows each other so intimately and they're shorthand and you're not getting to actually know these things about them that may actually really jive with you. Jive or jibe? Well, we went over this. <laughs> uh, and lastly, I would say to the husband, you know, if she follows all your uh, advice, which I think is great, and is like, you know what? They're just like, they're, they're going to be my acquaintances. We'll have dinner parties, but like, I need my own crew. And she uh, articulates that to you. Like, that's okay. Like, yes. I don't think you can be offensive. 100%. De defensive? Yeah. Defensive, yeah. Um, so do we, do, we, do we answer that? I think we, the, the answer is give them a chance. Try to be the friend individually with them. Maybe it's a yellow flag. We haven't, I don't think it's, Time will tell, yeah. but treat it like you just moved along. And, and either way, it's healthy at some point in the medium term to be making friendships outside of your significant Yeah. Other. And then in the interim, get some of your friends to fly out if you're feeling lonely. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. Guys, that was Asking for a Friend. If you have a question, send to us on Instagram at Man of the Year Podcast. Asking for a friend. Yeah. So Kira, what did we learn today? We learned that if you are finding yourself withdrawing you should know that the purpose of your friends is to be there for you in this time. And one hack slash tip to let somebody know is just text them, I'm in a funk. And your friends like you. It's not about whether you have money or a job. They like hanging out with you for you. Just remember that. You have value. Yeah. And if you're the friend who's being withdrawn from, just be mindful of what your buddy's going through. 
and use your discretion when articulating that to the rest mm -hmm. of the crew and like bring him or her out. Like they want to see you. Yeah. And also if anybody is going through this right now, like message us, we're happy to chat with you. We're happy to talk that through. We're happy to talk more about it on the pod. You know, we want to make sure everybody out there is, is feeling like they, they have the tools to, you know, have a good, healthy social universe and, and friends. Everybody deserves that. And if you're in a funk, you can uh, message us on Instagram, any of your podcasts, or just message Matt individually. He really, <laughs> he likes to chop it up. You'll probably get a terse reply from me in the three paragraphs from Matt. Uh, Theo, did we screw anything up? This is what we call Erroneous, Erroneous with Thelonious. Yeah, so the first thing was Emily Post in her book, Etiquette. Oh, oh wasted I, manners. I didn't know Table it's manners called, is wait, what he said. What's the book called? It's just, just called that? Etiquette. And is there a colon table manners? And Not really, no. Wow, I always thought it was Emily Post table manners. I think. No, I wow, think it's Emily etiquette. Post, wow. Yeah. Okay. And you, you know, her granddaughter has taken up the mantle. Like Emily Post rules, I didn't know that. rules for Instagram or whatever. Wow. Emily Post Jr. or whatever. And then additionally, we had the mental health hotline, which is 988. Did not know that at all. I don't want you uh, calling 311 with real that, struggles. That, that may be low-key one of the funniest things you've ever said. <laughs> if you're having a mental health crisis, call 311. Yeah, they'll pick up your extra chair. Yes, but 988 is, is actually new. It's, oh, I think good. it's in the past year. Good. And good. Uh, please take advantage if you're in a crisis. Um, and that's our show. Guys, be good to yourself. Be good to your friends. Love you, Love buddy. You, buddy.